welcome to Meet the Masters, only available on Wedding Podcast Network. I'm your host, Robert Allen. I am very happy to be with my chosen master today, all the way from sunny California, here in rainy New York. Uh, I want to welcome to the show not only a master in the world of event videography, but someone who I've known for many years, probably 15 years or more, uh, someone who I look up to as one of the pioneers in the world of event videography. I want to welcome uh, to Meet the Masters, John Goolsby. John, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you, Robert. We have known each other a very long time, and um, I, I respect what you do, what you stand for in the world of videography a, a great deal, and I'm, I'm proud to say that I've uh, tried to emulate you in many ways, not only as a videographer, but as a speaker. Um, and uh, it's always good uh, for me to be around you because I always learn so much. And uh, uh, people ask me all the time, you know, you've been in the business for so long, you know, um, what was it like at the beginning? And, you know, when I talk to other videographers who have not experienced what we have experienced, um, they don't quite understand it. But take our listeners back to the beginning of your career. Do you remember the very first wedding that you shot? Yeah, um, I was uh, charging $25 per unit to film a wedding, printed up flyers, went door-to-door to distribute them, nobody hired me, placed an ad in the local paper, the uh, lady who took the ad ordered a photo montage from me, and then I started going to businesses trying to network with people, and sure enough, a uh, caterer referred me, and uh, thank goodness the uh, client took two units and paid me $50 uh, for the wedding. Um and we did a pretty good job. I remember buying a $100 wireless microphone that didn't work that wedding and never, never ever did work. <laughs> Went out after that and bought a $2,000 wireless mic that still works. Um, and so I made, um, made 50 bucks, and then I had to go to my real job and work eight hours, where I worked eight hours and made 100 and I'm doing the math. I said, hey, I, I could get rich doing wedding video. Right. Twenty-five dollars a half hour. Yeah, it's pretty, uh, pretty incredible. Now, were you you kind of hooked at that point? Was that you know kind of the rest is history? Um, did you you stick with that? I remember filming a wedding for a relative, and uh, edited the piece together, took it to their house afterwards, and played it for them in their living room. And um, when it's over, I noticed that they're in tears. I mean, they were they were moved by it, and that was kind of overwhelming to me. And the um, the bride's uh, stepdad says, "Hey, John, you're really good at this. You should do it for a living." And I remember saying, "Oh, I could never take money for this." <laughs> <laughs> but then the real job I had that I thought I was going to work in until I retired uh, went through a leverage buyout, a hostile takeover, and suddenly I realized that I probably wouldn't be able to retire in that career. And I was in my young 20s with three kids, and I needed to plan for the future. And it was just the the excitement. I mean, I've done commercial video before. I used to produce video for a grocery company, how to bag groceries, how to mop floors. Won a national award for my floor mopping video. <laughs> but there was something about a, a wedding. Um, it was like going to a movie, but being in the movie. It was all happening around you. And... If you like a story, and we do, all the elements of a good story are at every wedding. 
You've got the romance, the comedy, drama, suspense. It's all happening. Um, so over 2,000 weddings in the last 25 years, it's still, I think, the best job in the world and an exciting thing to be. And then it's really cool what you give to the client. You're able to give them time travel of the coolest event they ever had in their life. That one day, one time, where everybody important to them on the planet was there for them and happy. It's, it's still a cool thing to do. Yeah. Now, you know, in just talking about weddings themselves and, and as a videographer, uh, as a photographer, you know, those two components especially are, you know, physically part of the wedding experience. You know, you have other components, uh, other wedding professionals who actually are never at the wedding, per se. You know, your florist may come in and set your decor and then they leave. They're gone. You know, certainly your your wedding gown, you know, the some person who designs your wedding gown, they're not at the wedding. But as a videographer, certainly, we're there. We see everything that happens. How have you seen weddings in general change in the 25 years that you're doing it? Or have they? Oh, yeah. Um, well, yeah, Things the more things change, the more they stay the same. Uh, people worry about cost more. But I think maybe since the beginning of recorded history, that's the one event we go all out for. And I think deep down we know that this is as good as life gets, and we also know it's hard to hang on to. So we try and make the event more memorable by going to a nice place, wearing nice clothing, uh, giving out nice mementos on the table, uh, nice floral displays. And I think subconsciously we're thinking, hey, if we can make this event more memorable, will hang on to this feeling we had on our wedding day. And I'm thinking, gosh, I'm the one that can give you time travel. And we're talking about other service providers. I can remember being at an event that was going really, really well. And uh, during the reception, the caterer, the event planner, and the entertainment were all talking to themselves, kind of patting themselves on the back for their contributions to this event and how it was great. And it was true. They did make the event great. But I looked at them and I said, don't you guys realize without me you don't exist tomorrow? Poof, you're gone. That's right. Yeah, so, I mean, I wouldn't have had as cool event to film if they hadn't made their contributions. But at the same time, I'm the one that gives the event legs. I'm the one that allows future generations to see what a cool thing this was. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I always say that, you know, you know we become the most important people in the room as soon as the band leader says goodnight. You know, um, and and we've seen that time and time again because, you know, obviously, and I've mentioned this, you know, many times on on our programming, um, is you know the, the the fact that couples don't necessarily choose to have their wedding videotaped, and I think that's one of the things that ultimately they'll look back on, and and regret. Uh, but let's talk about the couples who've made that right choice and say, yes, I absolutely want to have the best possible videographer. At my wedding, what are some of the things that a couple should be doing at the beginning of the process? Once they've decided that, yes, they want someone, how do you think that they should best go about finding that right videographer? I think it's really hard. I mean, I'm not even sure I have a really good answer for that. Um, a lot of the most talented wedding filmmakers, storytellers, don't advertise. They are doing a limited number of jobs a year, sometimes 20 to 40, um, and they're so good at what they do and they have enough satisfied clients before you or 
or they've worked with event planners who recognize their talent that they're solid and it, it, it really is an effort to find them um, thank goodness for the internet you can search out people that way um, but a lot of times I, I know when clients call me sometimes or potential clients they really have no idea what to ask or what to look for and sometimes they'll gauge the quality of the product by how many cameras do you provide me and for how many hours and what's the cost like that's the gauge for determining what a good movie is and it's not right. <laughs> you, you need a movie that is going to move you and a movie that's going to uh, capture the essence of the day and maybe the same way you pick out a, a good entertainer you need to meet them see if you click see if this isn't somebody you don't mind spending your, your wedding day with um, well, that's that's an excellent point because we are certainly involved in the more private, more intimate moments of a wedding experience where most of the guests wouldn't even be a part of. We are a part of. So that comfort level is extremely important. Yeah, a lot of times clients will hire us to show up on the day, day of the wedding. Um, I'm at a real disadvantage when that happens. Um, we produce documentaries called Love Stories, where we interview couples about how they met, their first date, how they got to this point. So after we film that, we usually know more about the relationship than the parents do a lot of times. We do bonus shoots where we go with a couple to get their marriage license, final fitting of the dress, and bridal shower. So by the time the, the day rolls around, we're very comfortable with each other, and I have all this other information that helps me know what their priorities are, what's going to move them, what's going to affect them. And yeah, I can show up on the day of the event, and I can get pretty pictures, and I can put together a nice movie. But I want this movie to be their favorite movie of all time. Right. And having a relationship with them is great. I can remember showing up for a wedding where the photographer had been with them for a few hours, and it was kind of a grueling photo session. And I walk up, and the groom sees me, and he goes, oh, no more pictures right now. I'm like, oh, man. Oh, man. And, and so... And, you know, my style is not to pose or interact with the client at all during the day. I've had brides express concern at the end of the day that I didn't get, you know, enough good images, and then they're really surprised when they see the final product. We had a, a potential bride walk in the office one day, and we start showing a sample, and she goes, Hey, I know these people. Hey, I know that wedding. Hey, I was in that wedding. Hey, that's me. <laughs> I never saw you. Cool. But now why is that important? Well, I want it to look like a movie, and when you watch a movie, you don't see the actors waving at the camera and ducking when they walk in front of the lens. I want people to um, to be themselves. And a lot of times they're worried that, oh, I don't look good on video. Yeah, you will, you know. I can assure you, you'll look good, you'll sound good, you'll, you'll feel good. I guess that's one of the big differences between photography and, and video, and I know this is very subjective and can be opinionated. Um, but who wants a picture of the way they really look? We all want a picture that makes us look better than we really are. But when I have the advantage of movement and sound, they say the feelings and emotions of a wedding day are once in a lifetime. And I say, what, are, what if they're not? Picture this moment where the groom looks down the aisle and sees that bride walking towards him. He's going to have an emotional reaction. And yeah, he's probably going to only feel that way once in his life. But if I do my job correctly, I catch the emotion in his eye when he sees this woman walking towards him, I think I can cause him to feel that way again. And I think that's a good thing. I don't know if you've ever heard that sometimes married couples have problems in their relationship. 
I wouldn't know about that. Hardly ever happens. I, yeah. I wouldn't even worry about it yeah. if I was you. But when it does happen and someone goes to a marriage counselor, the counselor will tell you when you fall in love, you're always in love. You, you don't fall out of love. But sometimes you can't get back to that point on your own, and sometimes we need help to get there. And that's what I think is one of the big values of what I produce, is I can cause a couple to feel the way they felt on their wedding day. It seems to me that, um, you know, with technology the way it is, with cameras that are so good, uh, even consumer cameras, I mean, can't most couples find a friend that they can give a camera to and get that same thing? I mean, why is it, why is it different for, a, um, for us to be able to, to do that? How can we do it when they, they can't? Why is that different? Gosh, we're talking about having a friend do it. And, of course, you know, a friend can shoot a whole movie, but uh, there's composition, there's storytelling, there's audio recording skills. And none of that stuff comes in the manual with the camera. So, and nobody reads the manual anyways. Now you don't even get the manual with the camera. You have to go online and download it, which nobody does. Um, there's a whole set of skills that go with it. And, gosh, I don't want to say the wrong thing. I was um, at an event, a very nice facility, um, and I wasn't filming it, but there was a videographer there. And he told me he'd been in business for a year. But he had all the toys. He had uh, a slider, a glide cam. Uh, he had a jib, uh, he had uh, the digital still cameras that do video, he had all the great toys. He had probably the worst possible angle for the ceremony. He didn't like the groom, he didn't like the music, um, and there were like key moments that were just spectacular, like right after the ceremony, where everybody's just talking and kissing and hugging and all excited, and he's overpacking his gear you know, watching it all happen, but not recording any of it. So, I mean, even, again, the consumer does can buy really good quality equipment, but that doesn't make them a storyteller. Uh, there's a group that had me come out and speak for them, um, entertainment professionals who are struggling with a lot of jobs, and they wanted me to teach them how to film weddings because they have the same tools that we do, people who, who make films. And uh, they thought, oh, well, that'd be a great outlet for them now that they're kind of struggling financially is teach them how to do event video. And I said, yeah, I can teach them the mechanics of it, but if they don't have a passion for what marriage is and what the event is, then they're not going to stick with the career and they probably won't do well at it. And they kind of looked at me like, are you kidding? <laughs> no, I, I'm not. Now, let, let's talk about what's available to couples now. Talk about some of the trends. Okay, you've chosen, you've made the choice that you are going to go with a professional. What are some of the things, because we, you know, we've seen wedding videography change over the years. We were talking about it uh, before we started to record, um, you know, reminiscing about some of the old equipment and it required so much light and you came in and you kind of took over the space. And I remember the, 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 the Radio Shack controller that I had that controlled the 4,000 watts of light that surrounded the dance floor. It's very different now. What are some of the things, the trends that you see in videography? Some of the trends I've seen, at least from my perspective, is uh, I can remember when we first started filming weddings, we would need so much gear. The tripods were big and heavy. The cameras were huge. You needed lights. Uh, we used to shoot on 20-minute loads. We had to change tape every 20 minutes. 
Uh, we used to carry people just to carry our cables for us and they'll follow us around. What I've noticed is our equipment now we can hold in, the, in our hand a lot of times with no lighting at all. And so we can be much more unobtrusive, which I think is really key to getting people to be themselves. But at the same time, the client has evolved too. They've all been watching reality TV for a decade now. And now, the younger the client, the less likely they are to care about the camera at all. Um, and they seem to almost to know how to act when the camera's around. They know not to stare at the camera. And so um, I think we both evolved, the client and, and ourselves. And um, I tell them that I will put them in a reality show, only I guarantee they'll look and sound good. They don't have to worry about being embarrassed. Which I actually think guys are more concerned about looking bad on video and be, being permanently recorded uh, in an embarrassing situation. When we get the opportunity to meet with a groom, we let them know that's not going to happen when we film your way. Right. Now, has your style, or not, not necessarily style, but um, how you go about what you do and how you present uh, a finished product now to a client is very different. There are some very, you know, we have the ability now to have, uh, you know, a full-blown editing system in a backpack. And there are some very exciting things that as videographers we can bring to a client while the wedding is still going on. And I know myself, I've never done what has become known in the industry as a same-day edit because I can't take the pressure. Um, and I commend you for doing it so successfully. And we were watching one just before we started. But you're actually delivering finished product to the client now, I'm not talking about, you know, kind of thrown together, choppy stuff. I'm talking about things that it used to take us days and weeks to be able to produce. And you're presenting this to the client before they even are done with their wedding. Well, the sooner you can get the product to the client, the more valuable it is to them, and the more people they're going to share it with, and the more potential clients that are their friends that, that I'll get from that. So the there's a benefit for them, but there's a benefit for my business also. I actually did my first same-day edit back in 1990, and the process was a whole lot different then. But as far as delivery, I can remember, you know, we'd film the event on three-quarter-inch humanic tape, which was huge. We'd edit on our 100-pound top-loading three-quarter-inch humanic machines. And six months to a year after the wedding, we'd finally have it done because we would spend, you know, 100 hours on it or more. And then I would have three VHS tapes all queued up at different segments. I'd have three TVs in the edit bay, three VCRs, and the client would come in, and I'd start rolling the beginning of it, and then I'd roll the middle, and then I'd roll the end, and they'd see all three images on the screen at once, and they'd think that was really, really cool. <laughs> uh, then came the transition to DVD, which was actually kind of tough because the media was was problematic. and You struggled for years just to make DVDs that would play. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then it was pretty cool because you could pop through the chapters and, and give them an overview. But now, this last year, we have booked so many same-day edits, and we bring in two sets of editors. Uh, we're editing, filming and editing in HD. We're colorizing it. Um, it really is a, a high-quality movie. And so we are editing as the day is progressing, and we'll actually rehearse the edit before the event with our crew because we know what shots we're looking to get. We know where they're going to go in the movie. We know where we're going to cut in the vowels. We know where the, the dips in the music are. So we, we have it all planned out, and we'll play it the night of the reception. And usually we don't tell any of the guests 
and there's been a couple of times we did it where the bride didn't know she was getting a same-day edit. So the groom took care of that? Well, actually it was the event planner that hired uh, us because the bride uh, it was a celebrity client, and I just want something nice. <laughs> and so the planners, well, it would be nice. I said it would be nice to do a same-day edit and, and play it for them. And I can remember a half hour before the reception ended, um, they brought them over, set them down. We had a screen set up, and they had no idea what was going on screen. It was just a look of puzzlement on their face. And then the movie of their wedding started playing while they're still at the wedding. And they go, oh, my gosh. And she was crying. Mm -hmm. And she goes, it's the most amazing thing I've seen. And then the DJ announces, and we have a DVD for each guest to take home with them, ready to go at the door. That blew them away. Then we put it on Facebook that night. Then we tag all the people who were in the wedding. And the next day, um, people are just chatting away about what a great wedding it was and really, really exciting. And we were also putting video in this product that I call a video book. You open the book and this video screen starts playing. And one of my brides told me that uh, the flight attendant kind of got onto them on the plane because they were watching it on the plane the next day on the way to their honeymoon. And passengers are all leaning over, like crowded around. <laughs> That's your wedding. When was it? Yesterday. Yesterday? And you're watching it now? And she said it did get her an upgrade at the hotel when she showed the guest <laughs> clerk. Yeah, here's my wedding from yesterday. Yeah, and and it's it's so cool because, you know, you would think initially, you know, it's, you know, well, I just experienced that. Why do we need to watch it? Though? But in thinking about it from the, the, the couple's perspective, from the guest's perspective, you're kind of in the moment. You're not even watching the moment. Certainly as a couple, you know, we've seen it time and time again. You know, they come back to us and say, I don't remember a minute of it. And then to bring it back to them right while they're still in it, I think is so incredibly powerful. And when brides come to see me, I'll point out that you're going to miss the first half of your wedding. And they go, what do you mean I'm going to miss the first half of my wedding? Okay, picture this. Um, Strings are playing. String music's playing. Um, The mothers wearing the most expensive clothing they've ever owned, walk up, light candles. You don't get to see it. You're not in the room yet. I didn't think of that. And this handsome guy that you adore is going to walk to the center aisle, pause, and maybe do some deep breathing exercises like he's going to faint or something. Adorable. You're not going to see that either. Then the people who mean the most to you in this whole world are going to be walking down the aisle. Bridesmaids, groomsmen, best man, maid of honor. You won't get to see that. Then I'll ask you, any children in the wedding? She goes, oh, my niece is the most adorable flower girl. Yeah, you're not going to see that. Oh, my gosh, I never thought of that. Hey, you've been scripting this since childhood. You've been casting it since the day after you proposed, and you're going to miss it all. And who's going to walk you down the aisle? Oh, my dad. He doesn't get to see any of this. Um, And how about you walking down the aisle? Wouldn't you like to see that someday? And they go, oh, my goodness, I never thought of that. I said, yeah, that's your wedding. You're going to miss it. And it's the same way with the same-day edit. We're getting all these scenes that that people don't see. and even if you're a guest at the wedding, you don't see what's going on beforehand. And nobody has as good a perspective as the videographer has. So, yeah, it's, it, it, to be honest, it is kind of amazing the way crowds are just blown away by the same day edit. They can't believe they're seeing the it's, movie. It's like magic, you know. It, it, it really is very, very powerful. It's interesting, as kind of historians, which, which we are, we document history for, for our couples. You do tend to get close to some families, and I know you've done, we were talking before, where you've done a bar lot mitzvah, and then, you know, 10 or 12 or 15 years later, here they are, they're getting married, and you've done some weddings 
as follow-ups. That's got to be pretty pretty amazing. Have you ever incorporated any of the other footage that you've done at other life stage events at some of the other uh, ones down the line that you've done? Yeah, I can remember a uh, best man and maid of honor meeting at rehearsal. I filmed the meeting and filmed their wedding a year later. That was awfully cool. Um, had the bride's sister catch the garter. It was supposed to be tossed to the guys. Well, the groom threw it too far, and the bride's sister caught it. And everybody yells, well, I guess you really are next. And sure enough, she was. And we, you know, and so we took that footage and incorporated that into her movie. That's the way her wedding movie opened up, was her catching the garter. Versus Again, telling the story of, of how it, it all happened. Now, one of the things that our listeners need to understand about videographers, and this is a, a very good thing, is that, you know, if you're, you know, you need to find the right person. And sometimes that right person is not in your geographic area. As a videographer, as a photographer, we're one of the few wedding professionals that can kind of travel to a wedding and still be able to do what we do. And very early on um, in your career, from what I remember in hearing you speak, you kind of got into to that you know, circle where people would bring you to different places. And I'm not talking about, you know, a few states away. You've gone literally all over the world to shoot life stage events for your clients. And you'll go anywhere for what? What are some of the, the more exotic places you've been to capture uh, capture clients well? Um, I've filmed in 18 states and 10 countries so far. So, um, you know, of course, Canada, United States, Mexico, probably about 12 times now. We actually just got added to a vendor list at the Cabo Azul Resort in Cabo San Lucas, which I think is pretty cool. Um, Cancun several times, Aruba, Puerto Rico twice, Japan, Israel, China, Russia, Italy, Moscow, Russia. Yeah, that was a pretty cool one. They went up to uh, Linen Hills, shot off uh, fireworks, toasted champagne. What's your best advice? for someone when they're booking uh, the video what's your, your best tip well number one get a wedding movie yes some are better than others will you find the most perfect one I don't know if that exists will you find the best one well the best wedding filmmaker for you is different than the, the person down the street I notice that a lot of times people will come in with a preset budget for video who really no knowledge of what goes into making a movie you know and, and a lot of times clients come in and they're expecting what we show them to look like surveillance footage. They, you know, oh yeah, we want a wedding video, just put it on a tripod and let it roll. But there's so much that goes into making a movie. So I would guess the best advice is just do the research, um, Google wedding movies, see what you come up with. And like most of us, we'll know what we like when we see it. And we'll know the person when we meet them. So do some research, shop around. Um, ask trusted professionals, and if any of your friends had a wedding movie they really liked, um, then I'd definitely talk to that producer too. That's that's great advice. Uh, your website is godfatherfilms.com. We will, of course, have uh, all of your links and, and information, contact information, in our show notes. Um, you're really um, uh, someone uh, who has done so much for not only the, uh, the wedding video industry, but I think the wedding industry at large, and I, I think uh, we're lucky to, uh, to have you uh, involved uh, in weddings. You've certainly 
uh, chosen the right career for sure, and uh, and I commend you for that. And I'm proud to uh, to be your colleague and your friend. And I, I appreciate you taking the time out of your uh, very busy schedule while you're here uh, in the New York area uh, to do this. So uh, I appreciate you joining us. You know the feelings mutual. I've always looked up and admired what you've accomplished. Also, and the fact that you share knowledge with people in the industry is. Well, thank you. I, I really appreciate that. If any of our listeners have any questions uh, for John or comments about the show, we'd love to hear from you. Our email address is feedback at the WPN.com. That's feedback at T-H-E-W-P-N.com. Or you can always call our listener hotline, which is 800-882-1259. You've been listening to Meet the Masters with the one and only John Goolsby from Godfather Films. I'm Robert Allen. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.